Hey, what's going on, everybody? Like, thank you all for tuning in to the show. As always, I got my crew with me, Darnell and Tyler. I'm Trey, and we are coming your way with the 96th edition of the Don't Kill the Messengers podcast. About to get right into it this week with some NCAA football. We got to talk about that great game uh, that we just had this Monday uh, for the national championship between Georgia and Alabama. Uh, guys, what did y'all think about this game? <sighs> I mean, yet another in a line of strong title games. It was, it it didn't look like it was going to be, but it ended in dramatic fashion at the end. Uh, it was full of surprise. You had Georgia coming out early, swinging, getting the big lead, and then a quarterback change in the second half and the comeback. And then, then of course, it finishes with OT. Um, mm-hmm. Ask for it from a game like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the thing I think I found, like, I don't want to say the most, but was Georgia. Like, we all knew they were a good football team, but we didn't think that they would like physically dominate Alabama for three quarters like they did. Um, at, at least I didn't. I mean, that Georgia, you know, defensive front was fast and. Uh, you know, big and played dominant. You know, they were stopped in the Alabama run. Uh, Jalen Hurts just couldn't get his arm going at all. Uh, I mean, I, I Georgia's defense played, you know, three quarters of championship football. Uh, just, you know, the fourth quarter kind of snuck up on Georgia. I don't know if they were getting a little ahead of themselves, but Alabama definitely looked like the team that had been there before. Uh, Saban coached it like he had been there before. Uh, you know, they're the egg that never cracks. So uh, you can never count them out. Um, well, I, I, I'll uh, add what I got to say. Uh, well, Darnell, you got anything to add to that, man? Well, I just also want to point out, of course, we also had the in that game pretty much the rise of the freshmen. Mm. Yeah. Of course, we had uh, from, from Georgia playing the whole game, but he's played most of the season as a true freshman. But then you have uh quarterback. I'm just gonna call him Tua so I don't have to try to butcher that last name a bunch. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh and then <laughs> Najee Harris, uh the four string running back coming out and just looking like at the end of the game. And I, I believe the game-winning touchdown was also scored by a freshman receiver. So, uh, okay. coming from uh, the perspective of Ty looking at our young teams mm-hmm. uh, with Michigan and Michigan State, <laughs> we still don't have that type of talent to be able to just nope. throw freshmen in there to do that. That's just yeah. – it was crazy to see. Yeah, yeah for sure. You- if if I can just add one more thing, I guess to the you know whole whole game, were, were you guys kind of surprised that Alabama wasn't able to pull off some sort of a trick play? Um, I, I don't want to say like Alabama needed it because I mean they still won the game, but it always seems like in those you know high profile games they get one or two plays in there that know you don't see coming or i mean look at the uh, game against uh clemson you know they send the defensive lineman out for a pass you know they they weren't able to fool georgia which is why i'm kind of surprised they gave it up late because it's not like they were trying to fool georgia they just were making the plays yeah uh in the first half i i think I think uh, Saban and probably the coordinators were quickly losing faith in you know, to pull off something like that. Uh, they they really couldn't depend on his arm just because accuracy wasn't there, poise in the pocket wasn't there. So Saban just wanted to get to the half to see if they can make some adjustments and did. And I, I guess I would I would dare to say putting two in. And was a trick playing itself just because Georgia didn't yeah. have anything for him. Uh, yeah. They they were so prepared for Jalen Hurts, where the game plan was make him beat us throwing the ball, and 
So, yeah, it, he he welcomed what they were doing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, uh, just for me, man, um, you know, some people, you know, felt as if uh, Alabama was going to blow this Georgia team out. Um, I didn't really feel that way. Um, you know, if you can call, if you guys recall last week, um, yeah. now I asked you guys about Jalen Hurts. Can you trust him? Um, you know, I had him being my X factor for this Alabama football team, uh, in the national championship. Um, I was very nervous for him, um, in this game. Um, I just felt as if Georgia was going to come out there and they was going to do a good job of just containing him. And then if they contain him, they were going to do a good job just containing that offense as a whole. So when they were just shutting him down, um, and just doing this, their thing, uh, putting points on the board at the other end and stuff too. Um, I just felt that if they could just stop Jalen, um, they were going to be able to win this game. I still feel inexcusable for them to lose uh, just if you were in the championship game and you were up like they did um, and just kind of fall stagnant um, like they did. I still felt they should have won the game, uh, just especially them bringing in a freshman QB during the second half to uh, get the Alabama offense going and everything like that. I just believe uh, Georgia should have done a better job with that. But, you know, never count Nick Saban and Alabama football team out. But um, mm-hmm. just, yeah, I was just nervous uh, with Jalen Hurts just coming in, man. Um, you know, just with his uh, previous performances and stuff. Uh, I just knew that Kirby was going to have something um, in store for him. So I was uh, not shocked at all. I know I had Alabama winning, but uh, Georgia, I, I was – would not would have not been surprised at all if Georgia would have won that national championship uh, for me. Mm-hmm. And for two and a half quarters, they look like clearly the better team. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what are you guys, uh, you know, there was some people saying, uh, you know, top bringing up some missed calls um, in a football game saying, well, you know, they missed some uh, – the referees missed some calls uh, for Alabama's uh, penalties and whatnot, um, and that's why Georgia lost and stuff. Like, what what would you guys say to that? I mean, of course, you want to if you cheer for the team that lost, you look at some things. Yes, there there was there were some missed calls that the officiating wasn't great on either side, uh, in my opinion. Most of the big ones that were missed that people talk thought about. Uh, Sack to put George in a fourth down situation where the tackler kind of shoved Frown back to the ground while he was getting up, like used him as a basically. People wanted a personal foul for that, uh, but that was on the field. It probably wasn't quite as obvious as it was to us looking at it in HD. And you know, game the kid. Kid wasn't actually just trying. I don't think he was trying to taunt him. He was just excited because. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there's others that could have been called, but I th- you have some of those in every game on both sides. You know, like I said, this this crew wasn't particularly great refing, in my opinion, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like you said. You know, we see missed calls every game. We see it in HD. We see it in slow mo about ten times. So, I mean, of course, we're gonna see it. Um, game speed, you know, with the naked eye, it's it's tough to catch it all. And you know, just the fact that you know missed calls, it's like, hey, they happen to everybody. They happen in every game. You know, we're never gonna get a perfect ref. So, continuing to blame. The reps, even though it, you know, it's the easy thing to do. And, you know, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just the easy thing to do. You know, you think, oh, if that call was different, the game would be different. It's like, well, maybe not. We don't know. It's still a big what if, a lot of question marks. So, um, you know, saying the refs, I mean, you may have a legitimate, you know, discrepancy there because, you do see the missed calls. And even though you're seeing it in slow motion, or even if you see it the first time, uh, you know, there's still a whole lot of what ifs and unknowns about what would have happened if the correct or um, a better call would have been made. And the simple fact you got to look, there's multiple times where 
through that game where Georgia was up multiple touchdowns, yeah, and stop Alabama. When you get spotted, yeah. you get spotted that many points. It's kind of hard to blame your loss on the refs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I just said, man. I still, you know, I'm happy Alabama won, but I, I really believe Georgia should have uh, mm-hmm. pulled through and won that game. Just how they had the momentum, and you got the freshmen coming in and just doing their thing and exposing that Georgia defense and everything. So, uh, you know, they can blame the refs all you want, but when you got a lead like that, man, and you got momentum coming into the half, uh, that should have been a game for them to win. So. Mm-hmm. Now, got to talk a little bit more about Jalen Hurts, guys. Uh, what's his future looking like for next year? Uh, you think he's going to be on a bench, or you think Tua's going to get that starting job, or what? Well, yeah, I mean, basically it's where you figure out how to play another position or start working on transfer papers. Yes. Those are Jalen Hurts' options right there. Uh, I know know Nick Saban said it's going to be a quarterback competition next year. I I don't see how he comes back from this. He, as good as he's been and as much as he's meant to that team, uh, I think his his record as a starter is twenty five and two. Uh, he played well enough to win, but it, you had the amazing last drive from Deshaun Watson in the ball club, so he he didn't pull it out there. But this one, he had it, and and he can make any throw on the field. He has some legs too if he needs to run a little bit. I just I don't see how you go back to him after this. Let me yeah, there I'm, there would have to oh go ahead. Okay, I was about to say it, man, but Darnell, uh got a kind of play devil's advocate, you know. It was Jalen uh Hurst that led that team to the championship, so I guess I, I mean I gave him his credit. He <laughs> he, yeah. he did a lot for a team and like I said, he played well enough to win last year year's title game but he he uh, time great college quarterback and, and but i mean we all we all know just sports is yeah. you don't get lifetime achievement starting jobs yeah mm-hmm. sure if, if somebody shows that they're a better player uh you 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 <laughs> sorry that's what happens <laughs> drew bledsoe how it feels to get replaced by tom brady uh, he's probably just happy Tom Brady turned into what he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we've been seeing it about Jalen Hurts all year, though. He hasn't really been making the throws. So it's not like we're surprised he gets to this point. He can't and two, figure man, it that out. And two, man, wide open touchdown uh, that he had. I forgot who he threw it to, but I think it was the first quarter uh, where dude was wide open in the end zone. He just overthrew the guy. Yeah. That was yeah. awful, man. But and yeah. yeah, so. Name straight where he. Yeah. Him not being able to put the touch on the ball cost cost him six. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm right in line with you, Darnell. Uh, I, I and you too, Trey. I mean, just the fact that you know you're not performing when you're needed to, and you know, make a switch. Someone else performs. You go with it. Um, there would have to be something pretty significant that happens in the off season uh, for Jalen Hurts to start the season, I guess, whether it's an injury or he just all of a sudden finds it into the fall. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Alabama's got someone for the next or two, I guess, depending. Now, guys, how do you think this uh, national championship game – between Alabama and Georgia could kind of compare it to the last two because uh, Alabama's uh, been in some classic games uh, in this playoff so far uh, for the championship. Uh, you had the two uh, with Clemson uh, that were classics, and this was a good, good game as well. Uh, just how do you think this game compared to those two? Uh, it's just about as good as last year's game. Okay. I think it's clearly better than the game two years ago. Mm-hmm. But I guess it just depends on how you want to look at last, 
last year's game versus this year's. Both of them were to games. Last year's game was more of a these are two titans going at it where it was close the whole game and they were just this one was huge just because of the big comeback uh know like how the Super Bowl was last year mm-hmm. you have a team come out on all cylinders jump out to a big lead and then you have the the veteran squad that's used to those championship situations stay calm and Walking them down and OT. This, I mean, this game was kind of like what you would see in some Disney movie or something. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think I would put this one ahead of last year's game just because uh, whenever you hit overtime, you get, you know, just that level of suspense and thrill that you, you you do even if it comes down to the final second there's just something about overtime uh you know you had the missed field goal so it was already a very moment and it, you know it's not like georgia was taken or, or alabama was taking a knee on their own 15 to send it to overtime like we had a play to win the game and a missed and then we're going to overtime with you know, now you literally can't afford to do anything wrong. Um, I also really like the, uh, and I guess I don't really know the right word for it, but I just liked the sequence that happened, you know, a 16 yard sack that leads to a 41 yard touchdown pass. Like you see a 16 yard sack and you're thinking, all right, you know, get in field goal position here, just tie it up. And they went for the home run and nailed it. Yep, very nice um, play. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and because I I was expecting you know hit up double overtime, start with the ball, go for your but touchdown that, there. But that's but the thing, though. I know. I, could could you trust that kicker? No, ready. <laughs> Not after that. Yeah. But you know, just it it always seems to be. At least over the last handful of years, for just the national championship in general, it, it just always tends to be, you know, just awesome. Like I, I don't, I don't know any other word to describe it. Like I, you watch this game and you just think, you know, great comeback, great finish. You look at last year's game, you know, great finish. You know, year before you just get a really good game out of Alabama that was just enjoyable to watch. It, it never fails to the end. Yeah. Now, uh, Alabama, they aren't going to be the only team uh, raising a national championship banner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got Central Florida. They're doing the same thing. Uh, they went undefeated this year. Um, just what are your thoughts on them uh, raising that national championship banner, guys? I mean, if it, if it makes the the kids and the faculty and students at Central Florida happy, go for it. It's it's not a uh, it's not some unusual to happen in college football. I mean, it, we haven't had this happen in quite a long time since all started recognizing AP and coaches' polls for titles, and then to the BCS. And now we actually have a playoff, but. They, they they feel they got left out and they're undefeated, but it's odd, but go for it. If if that's you take that participation yeah. trophy. <laughs> yeah. I think the weird thing about it not you know, the city started a petition. It's not like the fans started chanting national champs, like this is worth self-proclaiming it right now like we are national champions and i think that's the thing that let's slow our role here you know and just watching them give this like self-proclaimed title to themselves as they like out of it it's kind of like where where that everybody watched the actual title game on tv (laughs) but i mean like you said if if that's what they want to do to make themselves happy if they want an actual shot at it, go to the ACC or the SEC. Like, 
nuts and bolts. You, you, you can't be in, what is it, conference, the American conference or whatever they're in. You, you just can't be there and play for the national channel. Just the facts. So, sucks to suck, but you, you got to be in one of, one of the power five in order to do anything national championship related. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with you guys. Um, I will just say this, um, you know, I, I don't have a problem with them, uh, raising a banner at all. Uh, just if it's a chance to, uh, for them to just bring their college community together and just have some fun, I don't have a problem with it, um, whatsoever, but we'll say this, the team, uh, you know, people were questioning this team's, uh, strength of schedule and whatnot. And they're, uh, conference and everything like that. Either way, they went out there and handled business, uh, made it to the bowl game. They played Auburn. Uh, this was, was a team, uh, Auburn. They beat the two best teams in college football in Alabama and Georgia. They yep. got to win against them, uh, this year. So, um, either way, I just hope that this will kind of add some more fuel to the fire for them to possibly expand the college playoff a little more. Um, I think that'll be, uh, just good overall for just teams like a Central Florida or, you know, we had a big team, a Big Ten team miss out as well, uh, this year, um, for possibly being in there. So, uh, they just add fuel to the fire. Hopefully they can expand the, uh, playoffs. So something like this won't happen again. I think, um, the fans w- wouldn't mind that at all. And these college teams wouldn't mind it as well. And plus the NCAA will yeah, be getting it's... some more money out of it. So. In in my opinion, it's why six teams work. You get all power five, then you give that six spot to the five. Yeah, to to that top non power five team, especially when they're undefeated like that. I think that's why six is the is the number. Yeah, that'll be good. And then, however, the seeding gets, however, the I mean, I think the non power five team automatically gets the six seed. But um, how you want to shape out up to the committees, so. I'm all right with that. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, now we got a long way um, until college football starts back up. Uh, but just what are some teams that are on your radar uh, for next year? Um, just well, how? what are your expectations for your teams uh, as well? So. Uh, I mean – Outside of the teams that we're ju- we just saw play this great game, because I think both of them will be pretty much still loaded. Yeah. Based on how many freshmen were just out, out there playing. Yeah. Uh, I think teams that that everybody will still have to try to reckon with. Uh, I'm interested to see how Clemson bounces back from this. Mm-hmm. See what they can do next year because I think there'll probably be some drop off on that defense and looking over to the Big, big Ten I want to see uh, real uh, quick uh, uh, what year is their uh, Clemson's quarterback uh, he's a junior I think oh, he's a jun- okay. Um, okay I don't think he's I don't think he was good enough to go out okay so. yeah Mm-mm. so yeah and and uh, I really don't know the makeup of UCF's team, so I mean, if if they can get enough from the from the put them somewhere in the top twenty-five to start the year, and if they can go undefeated again, maybe they are that shocker that can sneak in next year. Yeah, and then I guess as far as our teams go, uh. I think stay they they finished at number fifteen. They and nine they got ten wins this season. I think the goal now is to truly compete for a Big Ten title game and maybe be in the hunt consideration for the playoff though I don't think they'll be quite there yet. I don't think the talent is quite there. Yeah, I'll I'll start with uh with Michigan, I guess. Uh they just need to be better than eight and four next year. Uh with what they have coming back, they need to figure out the quarterback position. Uh, I think if they could figure out the quarterback position, that team's gonna be just fine. Um you know, within eight and four, um like I think nine and three needs bad season for them. Um I mean 
yeah, I, I just think it's all about that quarterback position. So uh, I like where they're at. I mean, I think that defense is still going to be good. The offense should, you know, when you get a full off season, you should be able to piece it together by then. So, but we'll wait and see. But other teams I'm, uh, I'm kind of excited to watch next year, you know, kind of have my eye on UCLA with Kelly coming in. I think he'll, I think they will be an interesting team to watch, see if they, uh, you know, go back to that fast tempo spread that Chip Kelly liked in, uh, up in Oregon, or if they decide to go with something different. Um, I'll also be interested to watch Oklahoma Baker Mayfield, see what happens with them, who they have replacing him at quarterback. Um, that'll be, you know, pretty much unless you follow Oklahoma basketball, you're going to have no clue who's going to be t- taking snaps next year. Hmm. Um, and then I think another one's going to be, uh, you know, honestly, for me, Wisconsin to still just dominate that Big Ten West and get into the national, or get into the Big Ten championship game, you know, undefeated or one loss. Can they? Because uh, Wisconsin all season was kind of that, you know, the team that didn't get the respect. And I mean, you lose your national cha- or you, you lose your conference title game, you're probably not getting in the playoffs. So, um, I, I I still think Wisconsin's always going to be that interesting team to watch. They just got a real solid program going. So uh, Wisconsin would just kind of be a third one that I could think of right off the top of my head. All right, guys. Uh, Like I just said, uh, we still got a long way uh, for college football to get back up, man. But just looking at uh, week one uh, that we have coming in uh, for next year, got a lot of good games just to start it off. Uh, some include Michigan, Notre Dame, Alabama versus Louisville, uh, LSU at Miami, I believe. Um, and I think, uh, let's see, USC at Texas, Auburn versus Washington. Uh, got some good, uh, games going to be starting out, uh, for week one for next, uh, year. So, uh, just guys, just what do you think about that? I mean, this is something that basically college football always does pretty well. They they get a lot of marquee games in there that that first week. Uh, Alabama Louisville. Uh, I'm not sure how great that one will be because Louisville will have lost their main say quarterback. Yeah, that one. Um, I've. I'm kind of nervous about that one as well, just because, uh, you know, you kind of look at the history of Alabama, um, under Nick Saban, they kind of struggled, um, with mobile quarterbacks. Um, I don't know who will be, uh, replacing, um, Lamar, but I would have loved to seen him just go against the Alabama defense, um, just to see, uh, how Alabama would try to stop him being mobile, um, and whatnot. So, uh, but I mean, I, I think one of the more marquee ones will probably be that, that Michigan Notre Dame game because that'll be in with uh, championship type expectations for themselves, especially mm-hmm. what they have returning and how they represented themselves this year. Uh, Notre Dame having a similar turnaround to what Michigan State did, and Michigan underachieving a little bit, but uh, still showing that there's some talent there. Uh, the I know that their quarterback. Next situation will probably be the talk of the the, the spring and fall, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that one will be good, uh, and you know could be eliminating somebody from playoff one. Uh, but I think that's probably the 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 main game I'm looking forward to. Uh, but, mm-hmm. I mean, the others you mentioned should be fun as well. I mean, USC Texas, they played some fun, fun games early anyway, and you know. It'll get lots of clips to that Rose Bowl with uh, Vince Young, Reggie Bush, and Matt Leinart all playing in it. And then LSU-Miami, uh, see if that uh, can bounce back from Wisconsin and get the turnover chain going again. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think Michigan-Notre Dame is the one based on, like Darnell said, the expectation of each team uh, to that game being – Week one, you know, you you play off. You can still get in your conference. Well, I guess Notre Dame doesn't have to worry about a conference championship, but you know, it, it won't hurt Michigan in terms of the Big Ten. Um, 
you know, it'll hurt them nationally, but you can lose your first game of the season and still get in the playoffs. So, um, Alabama even showed you can use the last, you can lose your last game and get in the playoff. But, um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, if you lose game one, you're not out of it. You, you just have to show why you belong for the, you know, next 11 games. But it'll be a good one to start. Uh, should be a fun game. And, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to two good programs. Yeah. Uh, just real quick, um, how did you, uh, how did you guys do uh, with your um, signing? Uh, you guys get some good players uh, for next year. I don't know? even, I don't even really know to be honest with you. you. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Sure. As far as the recruiting sites go, is is one of states. Uh, it's probably. <laughs> The best ranking they've ever had. I think they got like the 25th best class. Okay. And 20 kids. Uh, uh, backfield a lot of, uh, we might be losing talent this year. So on paper, it looks fine. But yeah, like Ty said, these are kids based on their high school performance. We don't know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, I, if there's one player I can at least say something about, um, at least in terms of Michigan, where it looks like they need help the most right now. Uh, to be fair, we still don't know about uh, Dylan McCaffrey. Uh, I think it's pretty clear that Brandon Peters is the guy. Um, so we don't know what Dylan McCaffrey is going to bring, but uh, they did sign Joe Milton, who's one of the top pro-style quarterbacks. Um, maybe see what he can do. At least, you know, it's there's some promise. Tape looks good, but, you know, like Darnell said, when you're when you're signing with a D1 college, especially Power 5 D1 college, you were walking over everybody in high school. So, yeah, uh, I don't think there's really too much you can base off a of high school tape. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, anything else to add uh, for NCAA football um, before we move on? Sad it's over. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll just say too, man. Um, it was just cool to see the uh, uh, just Ridley brothers um in the championship game. I didn't know about. Uh, I think it was Riley. I think his first name. Riley. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I did know um anything about him uh till they till the game started. Uh, they mentioned that they were brothers. Man, he had a fantastic game. Um, so it was just cool. Uh, just seeing them both going out there, man, giving it their all, and just kind of just see how. Uh, just see them just showing each other love uh, after the game and stuff like that. It was just uh, that it was a great experience for the both of them. So, sure. All right. Uh, now we're about to touch on some college basketball. Uh, we have a matchup between University of Michigan and Michigan State uh, happening this weekend. Um, guys, just touch on uh, your two squads. Uh, what are your expectations for this uh, matchup? <sighs> Uh, expectation, pain. <laughs> uh, death. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think this is one that, or, I mean, it's, it's a rivalry game. So, I mean, you know, I, I expect my team to be Izzo to have them ready, uh, especially with the last two stinkers they've had, uh, dropping the game to Ohio State. Where they couldn't get anything to go and playing in overtime against Rutgers right now, so I'm not sure if they they were looking ahead to this game or something, but uh, they they definitely have to get mentally settled in and then get back to the basketball they've been playing up until. Yeah, I mean, the game's thing. Uh, do not like Michigan in this matchup. Uh, Michigan always plays better at home. So, uh, well, I mean, they almost beat uh, Purdue last night. They they had a shot not to win the game uh, in in over not overtime. Uh, that was regulation. But uh, you know, if Michigan can hit the three ball, they can hang with anybody. Uh, they're going to get physically dominated down low. They can't size up with Michigan State. Uh, where where Michigan will if you know, I have to hit the three. They'll need some help. And uh, they'll have to figure out a way to rebound. And 
I've never been excited about Michigan's rebounding ability. And, you know, they just don't match up well with a lot of teams that play, you know, three bigs. So uh, it could be a rough one for Michigan or it could be a decent one. I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan loses by, you know, 10 plus because it's on the road. But we'll see, I guess. All right. Um, that's just overall, uh, besides this game, just what other games are you guys, uh, going to be checking out this week? Oh, I mean, a lot of the better games kind of happened earlier this week. And I mean, you, you have, uh, mm-hmm. going right now, uh, which is a solid game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a solid. I would match up on paper. Villanova seems to be kind of yeah right now. Um, but let me pull up the schedule here. Here, I, I got some. Um, yeah, for yeah, uh, okay. yeah, I, I got yeah, I got it right here. Um, TCU is kind of a surprising basketball program right now. I mean, ranks uh, Trey Young in Oklahoma. Although I'm. I'm Kind of upset that they keep throwing Oklahoma on ESPNU. Like Trey Young needs some TV time. Yeah. You would think like, not a lot of people. I know, I know that that guy is fun to watch, man. Yeah, uh, he is. Yeah, he's a he's a solid player. Um, you know, he uh he killed it in the second half the other night against Texas Tech. Uh, you know, he had five of like twenty six or something like that. Uh, solid performance from him. And then speaking of Texas. Tech, they play uh, West Virginia this weekend uh, on Saturday. West Virginia's up number two. Uh, as of now, Texas Tech's still top 10 team, uh, playing really good. So uh, that that should be fun. Uh, you know, another ranked matchup we're looking at is uh, Miami versus Clemson. But that that's just not a compelling matchup for, like, anybody. So... <laughs> yeah, but, but, I mean, there are some good games, some good... good uh, some good matchups, uh, things of the like. So uh could be a good weekend. Yeah. Greed. Uh, just real quick, um, you know, since Ohio State beat uh, Michigan State, um, how uh, how is this Ohio State team? Do uh, you think that was kind of like a fluke, or do you think there's something somebody be taking serious? I won't say it's or? a fluke. Okay. Yeah, for sure. But, uh mm-hmm one of those types of games where like they just were not, not going to be denied they were made you know sometimes a team has those games where they're just making everything they put up yeah in no way would i say that they were a garbage team that just like got lucky or something like that they yeah. they can play yeah and you know i texted you guys when it happened i said you know hey they came back from like 20 down to beat michigan so um, I won't be shocked if, you know, they end up with a really good home record this year. Wrote, they should, I, they're good enough to make the tournament. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Now anything else to add for NCAA basketball? Oh, okay. Now we're about to touch on the NFL. Uh, got the playoffs going on. Um, before we touch on this week's playoff games, uh, just what are you guys' overall thoughts on uh, last week's playoff games? Kind of dull, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing too thrilling. Uh, they, the games were played. I mean, some of them were okay. Some were to watch. But, I mean. What about that Tennessee comeback, man? That, yeah, that was that, that was that was that was definitely fun to watch. That it, it was rough seeing Kansas City just kind of disintegrate uh, and blow that lead, but but yeah, but I mean th- that was a good game. Uh, Carolina it was competitive, which we expected. This is a division game, and it showed. Uh, Drew Brees is still Drew Brees, so he was ridiculous there. Uh, Atlanta kind of shut down the Rams, and then were you guys? Uh, yeah, just real quick, were you guys kind of shocked that the Rams lost that one? Or 
not shocked. Uh, the Falcons have a very good crew of linebackers, and their game plan was to force Jared Goff to be- beat them, which is probably the correct way to play the Rams. It showed to be the correct play- way to play them, and they couldn't get their run game going or, or passes uh, uh, in the flats to running back. So, Docked by that. Uh, Atlanta's defense is respectable, and and Matt Ryan actually kind of stepped up and played all right. So, yeah, I mean it. It helps that Julio Jones was creating a lot for himself, (laughs) you know. But but that's the thing. You get the ball in his hands to need him to do. That's what you want him to do. That's what you expect him to do. So I I don't think you know you can be like, oh well, he just has Julio Jones. It's kind of that's kind of the point. (laughs) He has Julio Jones. So you know, um, but yeah, I'm I'm right in line with Darnell, so I won't even say a whole lot more, at least on that game. And Buffalo Jacksonville was basically Nick <laughs> Will on your television. That was exactly <laughs> what you thought that game was going to be: Blake Bortles versus Tyrod yeah. Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Two teams that pride themselves on defense and are an amber alert on. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll just uh, focus on this week then. Uh, we got Atlanta and Philly, uh, Tennessee and New England, Jacksonville and Pittsburgh, and New Orleans and Minnesota. Um, we'll just, we could just break them down one by one. Um, starts with just Alabama, Alabama, not Alabama, Atlanta <laughs> Alabama? Versus, Yeah. <laughs> Atlanta versus Philadelphia. Thoughts on that game, guys? That was an interesting one because, I mean, the number one seed in the NFC, your dog in this game. Uh, Carson Wentz is is out, of course, so you got up to play, and they haven't looked like the same team uh, with with Foles in. So, he didn't is here. Uh, I just think if I'm if I'm taking either Matt Ryan or uh, I don't think this. Oh, it looks like we lost Ty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I still think Atlanta's. You know, I I didn't pick them to make it to the Super Bowl. I know Trey, you did. But I, I still think they're one of the more complete teams in the playoffs. You know, uh, Darnell mentioned, you know, Carson Wentz is in. Uh, that just leaves a really big question mark. He had, you know, a big week, uh, the first week after, um, Wentz went out, but then he kind of did quality. And, you know, I, I actually like Atlanta in this game. I like them. I think, uh, the run. Back tandem of you know Freeman and Coleman can do some serious damage no matter what defense they're playing. Um, I actually think Devontae Freeman, you know, for all intents and purposes, he's the poor man's Todd Gurley, but that far behind Todd Gurley, like we kind of make him out to be. Uh, he's a do it all back, and you know, I think he'll have a pretty good game here. Uh, where where I think this game could get real interesting is. You know, if Matt Ryan just can't get it going, uh, is, is he going to struggle or is he going to step up? Uh, and I think that that's going to be, you know, one of the key factors here. Um, obviously, Nick Foles as well. He has to produce, uh, at least for, for Philly, it's going to be a home game as, uh, they'll have home throughout the, uh, uh, to the NFC. So, um, you know, I think this is, you know, the story of the quarterbacks. Who, who are we going to get? All right, up next, uh, what about Tennessee versus the Patriots? I'll make this one short and sweet. For some reason, the <laughs> Patriots, def- I mean, the Tennessee, a uh, couple of defensive players have started talking trash, like really was giving them a shot in this game anyway, but they're really throw shots at the Patriots, so well, I, I don't think this one's going to be pretty. Uh, <laughs> 
New England probably goes and mops them up pretty quickly. All right. You feeling the same way, Ty? Yeah. Yeah, I think this one could very easily be over at halftime. Uh, I don't. Uh, De- DeMarco Murray's out again. Uh, not that he would have been the difference maker or anything, but I mean, Derrick Henry's actually outplayed him multiple times this season. So they just need to go with Derrick Henry and get rid of DeMarco Murray. But guess that's something they can uh, start talking about on Sunday. Yep. <laughs> All right, Jacksonville versus Pittsburgh. This one's weird. I mean, I mm-hmm. I got Pittsburgh. Those defense can make things very ugly for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're. I think, of course, Pittsburgh offense is way more capable than than the Bills were last week. They just have. Oh, yeah. They have too many weapons to be held to three points. Uh, but it could be an interesting game. Just the Jacks have Blake Bortles, so if if Pittsburgh <laughs> do anything to slow down Leonard Fournette, this game is going to be over yep. at that point. Yeah, I, if we're going to see an upset, it's going to be here. Um, Jacksonville's defense could cause fits. Uh, ben Roethlisberger has not been. You know, what was the Super Bowl 41 Ben Roethlisberger for a while? (laughs) Um, You know, so if Jacksonville's defense can play to the potential that they've played at this year, I wouldn't be surprised if this is somehow a game in the fourth quarter. I'm not saying Blake Bortles is going to light it up, but, you know, they, they may be able to sneak a few touchdowns, but Pittsburgh's Stops Leonard Fournette. I think they'll be just fine, just like Darnell said. Um, I'm interested to see what the health of Antonio Brown looks like. Is he going to be you know, kind of babying the ankle, I believe it is, or is he going to be good to go? Are they going to limit him at all? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's somehow uh, you know, 20-something points in the fourth. You know, we don't see him on the field just so he can continue to get, get rest. But, um, you know, I think Antonio Antonio Brown's health is going to be what we're hearing about pre-game and at least during the first quarter. Full going practice this week, so. Yeah, yeah, and that's all we can go by. So until I guess we see it on the field, we won't we won't know. So I mean, I'm not doubting he is, uh, but it's also the playoffs, so you're you're going to be a go for if you can be. All right, uh, last game we have NOLA versus Minnesota. Um, I know you guys, uh, I think last week both of you guys said that you have New Orleans going to the um, Super Bowl. Uh, Minnesota's favored, uh, minus five in this one. Um, what do you guys think about this matchup? I mean, it's a tough one. Minnesota's been a quiet, very good team all year. Mm-hmm. Defense and and just reasonably solid offense. They nowhere on the team where you just say they're a complete liability in some area. Just like the the way this New Orleans Saints team has been rolling. Uh, shown last week he could still put the team on his back when uh, mm-hmm. Ingram and Kamara aren't going. Most part, they use usually can get those running backs to on, which I'm pretty sure they'll try to do again this week. Uh, have some play action to get to open up the back part, the backfield of defense. And I think New Orleans wins this game, even though they are. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, of course picked New Orleans. So I'm, I'm sticking with it. Uh, is that is the Saints coaching staff gonna you know call a really good game for Drew Brees? I mean, they usually do. You know, like last week we saw you know a super long touchdown pass to Ted Ginn Jr. Uh, you know, we're seeing they're going to the security blanket of Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Uh, couldn't really get it going. Mark Ingram couldn't really get it going, but Drew Brees was on point. Uh, are they going to have to 
balance here because I mean, I, I think it's it's obvious that New Orleans is a full throttle offense. They they literally have everything you could ask for. You know, elite quarterback, a top. You know, I don't want to make stretches here, and for the sake of an you know of an argument, I'm just gonna say they have a top ten wide receiver, uh, and they have in and running backs. Um, so they have every defense, but I still think they'll need to find a better balance. Uh, you know, Carolina's defense is good, but this Minnesota defense is a step above that. Um, they're they're going to have to find a way to get every unpredictable. Um, they, I, I don't think they'll be able to rely on Drew Brees' arm this game. Uh, I'm not saying he won't be able to make plays, but they, they need to figure out something with that run game. Um, if they want a good, good shot here, you know, when, when you want to win on the road, you know, you have to control the ball and that's going to be with those running backs. So, um, I wonder if, you know, they're going to look at tape from last week and try and maybe drop a couple new blocking schemes or something, but they, they, they don't get going. And, uh, I'm sure the coaching staff knows that I'm sure. The, uh, but I, I think the game for new Orleans can be the difference here. Okay, guys, uh, anything else to add uh, for NFL or NCAA football or anything? No. Just get me back to the sports. Get right. the games on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mid- midweek sucks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Until college basketball, uh, at least until college basketball really gets their you know, yeah. good games going in midweek. Yeah. Should be happening soon, so. Mm-hmm. But all right, guys. Um, as always, I appreciate y'all for checking us out. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud. Just hit us up in that search engine. Also, feel free to check us out on Twitter at DKM underscore cast. Uh, be talking about some stuff on there as well. So, so like I said, I appreciate y'all for checking us out. And we'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace.